Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Small Talk Bigger Ideas. I am your host, Neil Lopez. And on this podcast, I interview fellow creators, entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, and all the sorts alike. And on this podcast, we just basically talk about their business, their creativities, and their passion, and we just have freestyle conversation. And we hope with our small talk, it will lead you and motivate you to come up with a bigger idea. Today's guest is Neil Lee Griffin. He is a... Um, audio engineer and post-production. I'm oh, sorry, I screwed that all up. And I just asked him. He is a composer and a post-production audio engineer. Is that right? That's right. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much after I already messed up. God, it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I actually got to meet Neil at the Filmmaking Network event um, that was put on by Alex Loiza and Dominique Mancini. Yeah, shout out to Dom for putting on that panel. Right, right. Yeah, you did really good. Um, I think a lot of people loved your message, and hopefully we can touch on that in, oh, the, in the episode as well. Yeah, thank yeah. You. It wasn't planned. Yeah, well, that's good. That's always like the best, right? Just to have freestyle conversation. Right. But, uh, you know, you got the ovation. No one yep. else did. <laughs> so kudos to you for that. Thank you. Um, so, you know, tell the listeners and the viewers a little bit about you. Well, I grew up in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really the only one in my family to ever pick up an instrument. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I did it late. I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And I started taking uh, keyboard lessons from the late David Haddix, um, who was no longer with us. But he he taught me a lot just about music and musicians and that kind of lifestyle. Um but it really helped show me the groundwork of, of what music is. Mm-hmm. And from then I taught myself guitar and then uh, put out some records in my 20s and then uh, got married and then we started Antler Hill with uh, me and my wife and put out few records under that name and oh wow great here we are now so you're a musician as well <laughs> right okay great yeah. i didn't know that yeah. about you up until covid <laughs> oh well yeah yeah covid has been a, a bastard to all of us um so that's pretty cool but besides you know that's your i guess your story of how you got started um as well you do post-production audio processing for films right so that's very very intriguing because you're the first audio engineer that i've met that does that. Really? Yep. And um, I may need to call on you when I do my short film with Alex. Yeah, man. Just let me know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, do you, well, obviously you were doing the music stuff uh, before COVID. So are you focusing more now on post-production, you know, with the audio of films or is it kind of still a mixture of both? Is there one or the other that you are going to continue to pursue? Well, I've sort of steered the the music into uh, film scoring. Okay. And like producing for other artists. Um, I'm doing a record with Mad Girl Academy right now. And uh, I do beats uh, for rappers. Uh, I've done a few from some uh, rappers in Charlotte. Okay. Uh, and then, but outside of that... Um, the only music right now is film music. Okay, gotcha. I, so stuff that's like, what I've always wanted to do. Right. So I'm just I'm happy to be able to to do it. Right. So so just to 
kind of iterate on what type of music, like background music, scores, things of that nature? Is what you do? I mean, for film? Mm-hmm, for right. film, yes. Yeah, so the orchestral stuff, you know, okay. um, just any any musical, anything really that goes into a film. Right. Um, that's pretty much what you do. That's me. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, like, how does one get, in, get into wanting to do that, the audio engineering side for films? Uh, well, f- for me, it, it was just, I love sounds mm-hmm. and I would be working on these films and they would send me the audio and it's it's like something needs to be done here mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's surprising it how many of them were like I don't hear anything wrong with it mm-hmm. because a lot of people are mixing on their laptops because I mean it's all they have and that and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but it's you're not going to be able to hear the nuances of of sounds that are there that when you pump them through a bigger system, that's just going to get amplified. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so a lot of people nowadays, especially musicians, are just, like you said, using their laptop because that's all they have. And in some cases, that's completely fine. Um, but I think, obviously, you go a bit more in depth when you're... I guess the dissecting, if you will, audio. Right, because so, you've got the dialogue track, which in film dialogue is king. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everything needs to be heard, crispy. Right. Yeah. Well, it, depending on the scene, mm-hmm. right. you know. Right. Right. Because audio is it's so subjective, mm-hmm. because everybody hears things differently. Right. So it's like somebody, it's opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the. On a film, the director has final say, mm-hmm. you know, and I may do something and he's like, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll explain why I did it. And sometimes he's like, oh, that makes sense. Right. And other times he's like, no. Right. Because he had a, in something in his mind, a different ear for what he thought it should sound like. Right. And it's, it's my job to put everything together and st- still make the director happy. Right. Right, gotcha. You know, because you've got to add in the room tone and the ambience and then the foley and everything else and then gotcha. have the music in it and not have everything fight mm-hmm. for the same frequencies. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense, total sense. So out of the work that you've done with films, um, is there a specific genre or a specific kind of film that you like doing more as far as the audio engineering for? Do you have kind of like a, a sweet spot, if you will? Uh, I I just love film, mm-hmm. you know, like watching movies. I like the the thrillers and scary stuff, mm-hmm. but working on films, I mean, I just like everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, storytelling. Ask, right, right, and that's a big part you know. of it. And I'm just like uh, I take a good bit of time. Um, when I choose my music selection for my wedding films, because that, like you said, can tell a story. Right. And it makes the, in my opinion, makes the film more personable, passionate, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah. That's what music is. Right. You know, I mean, take the opening of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Take out the music. 
Right. It's just reading. Right. And that's not fun. <laughs> right. It, I didn't and, come to a movie to read. It's synonymous for that song, that theme right. song. Yeah. Exactly. So you can always identify it. And that's that's yeah. pretty cool too. But you throw that on, you know the title comes up and it's like, all right. Right. Before the I'm words ready. even start yeah. coming up, you know, okay, this yeah. is Star Wars. All right, let's go. Yeah. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> right, right. So um I imagine you do a lot with say mixers, kind of like this one, but I'm sure more, much more advanced. A lot of what I do, honestly, is in the box. Okay. Which, what that means is all in the computer. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, do you prefer hardware versus software? Um, I'm a big software guy, but the more I do this, I see the appeal of, of hardware mm-hmm. um, just for the sake of owning it mm-hmm. and not like having to re up a subscription right. to use something. Pay for it every month. Right. Forget about it. Go mm-hmm. to open it. Oh, yeah. your bill's due. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe I can't pay that right now. Right. I know I'm like that way with Audition. I, I can't stand getting those. Like, you open it up. There's been a billing issue. I'm like, oh. Mm. Which, you know, those programs are relatively cheap anyways. But, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the hardware aspect of things just for the simple fact that maybe I won't have to do so much in post. Mm. having the hardware because I mean I, I just got this mixer and I obviously you helped me he helped me with it before <laughs> we even started because it was madly confusing and we figured it out but I've heard this mixer and other pieces of hardware that seem to help workflow a little bit better mm. um, and everybody's different again right. it's, it's all subjective. subjective yeah there you go yeah so I mean I get that aspect of it and um, so mostly everything you do is on your computer Right. I got you. So just for folks that are maybe looking to get into music or any sort of uh, post-production audio processing, where would you recommend they start if they just have a computer to start there? Is it necessary to have some sort of audio interface, I would imagine, even if it's not like a mixer? Yeah, even like the small um, Scarlet, I think it's the... 2i2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. even... You have to have something, right? Right. For your mic or your instrument Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And if you're doing mics, I, I I highly recommend using an XLR microphone into a interface mm-hmm. instead of just plugging in a USB mic. Right, right. There's a lot of noise because the XLR cable is made to cancel noise. Right, right. And the USB has power running through it, so that can, can you know right. give you some issues as well. So let me let me see if I'm getting this right. The two types of mics, XLR, it's Cardioid, dynamic cardioid, or dynamic condenser? What's the two different ones? There's dynamic, okay. which is like a, a handheld mic, right? Like what you, what you would use on stage, okay. Uh, and then there's a like a large condenser um, diaphragm microphone, right? And that's more studio stuff. That's gonna pick up nuances mm-hmm. in a studio because studios are obviously quieter. Yeah. And you can have that it intimacy. Has, yeah, it has a polar pattern that it voice. picks up, right? Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, and some mics, they've got a switch where you can be cardioid or omnidirectional if you've got like a group of people right. around it. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. So like this this mic, for instance, I think it can be used for either or vocals um, or like an instrument, like a drum, because it does have like a switch in the back. So it has a flat and then it has a kick drum switch if you will. So um, I think I think this Electro Voice RE320 is what we're using. I think this is considered dynamic cardioid, if I'm not 
mistaken. I'm not sure. Yeah, not, I'll have to look up the specs. I'm not a spec guy. Just yeah. plug it in, turn it on, and hope it works. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think folks would be interested to know um, what type of software that you use. I, I think I already yeah. know the answer because we just said it. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead and tell the folks if you don't. I mind. use Logic. Logic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I do just about everything in Logic. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and then if you need to clean up stuff, Isotope. That's a plugin that I use inside Logic. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So Logic is my main DAW, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll bring the plugin in and and do what I need to with the audio, and then print it mm. to the track, and then that way I'm not eating up CPU running Isotope because right. it's, it can be pretty taxing depending on what you're trying to fix with the. RX. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let me ask you a question because I've always wondered this. Obviously, Logic is much more advanced than Adobe Audition, for example. Um, with Logic, I guess since you are working with audio from films, are you able to, like, how would one, because this is something I'm trying to figure out and I don't know the answer to it. In Logic, if you record audio, just basically like, uh, let's just say I'm using my Mix Pre 3 over there, right, and have a shotgun microphone overhead to record dialogue. How does one turn that audio into like a 5.1 surround sound? Can you do that type of thing in Logic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got a, a 5.1 system in my studio that's in the process of being connected. Okay, okay. <laughs> and when you say system, you mean like speakers? Right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the five around you and then the, gotcha. the one is the sub. Gotcha, yeah. So you can do that in logic. That's pretty cool. Right. Now, can you do things like Dolby digital or DTS mastering or anything like that? Not with my setup. Okay. Right now. Okay. But logic is capable maybe of doing that. Or is that something totally different, like a different software? You know, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it that hard yet. Gotcha. You know, with theaters dying and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, Right. How many people actually have five one in their homes? Right. Right. Exactly. Sure, the audio files do, but I mean, everyone's yeah. watching movies on their phones. Now. Right. Right. You watching know, them on their phones or, or with headphones. It's only just stereo. Any films that you're currently working on, doing any audio for, um, that you can maybe share with us and share your experiences, or or just share your experience in general when working on audio for a film, like. What what would be your process, if you will, if you can divulge that process from the time you get the audio to the time that you master it and send it back out? First thing I do is just hit the dialogue, clean up the dialogue, anything that needs to go away, mm-hmm. you know, surgical EQing, which is when you find the harsh spots in the dialogue and just bring them down mm-hmm. so they're not hurting your ears. Right. Um that's a big thing that I hear with dialogue. It's just the frequencies in them that are still there that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Or for me personally, I'm very sensitive to the higher range. So like the S's. Mm-hmm. So I usually, a de-esser is one of the first things I do. Because even in, in things I'm watching on Netflix, it's like, I'm cringing because the S's are so strong. Yeah, yeah. But nobody around me is. Right. So, like, maybe that's just me. And right. again, that's the subjectivity of it. Mm-hmm. Right, gotcha. So you start with the dialogue and get that all cleaned up and, and even. Um, then you 
figure out what space they're in, then you add in the room tone. Hopefully they got uh, 30, 60 seconds of room tone for the scene. It's going to match the dialogue, so you can just sneak that under and and even out everything in the dialogue without hearing the, the cuts in it. Gotcha, gotcha. And then from there you do the foley and... And throw in the music. Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, besides the record label, I guess the, it was a record label that you mentioned earlier that you and your wife started. No, it's it, it's our band actually. It's your it, band. Okay, it, I'm sorry. It, yeah, I'm sorry. So oh, no. <laughs> you're, you do have a studio. So are you a studio for hire for anyone who is looking to get their music mastered or any sort of post production for their film? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't consider myself a mastering engineer. Okay. Um, by any sense of the means, can I get you radio ready? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of what I do in music is like the smaller stuff. Okay. For other people. Okay. Because I don't have a big studio. Right. So like singer songwriters, they've written their songs on guitar and such, and and come in and it's like I want to have like a whole band feel on this okay i could provide that okay so mostly like solo artists and stuff like that right okay and we can add any instrument that you want in it cool but it's as far as like bringing like five piece band in or whatever that's set i don't have the space for it gotcha that's a little bit much (laughs) yeah i usually send those guys up to charlotte to shady palms productions okay uh shout out to t for everything he's done for me. Um, I met him at Guitar Center, and he's the reason why I'm using Mac and Logic Oh, okay. Now. Gotcha. Because I was on PC and, and struggling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was just like my PC was dying. Oh, yeah? And like I needed to make some huge change, mm-hmm. and uh, we just hit it off and became friends, and now we're working together. Gotcha. That's cool. Nice to make connections, right? Yeah, he 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 was trained by Mark Steele out in Cali, who has won a lot of Emmys for post production sound design. Uh, mm-hmm. He worked on one of the Wayans Brothers films. Oh, okay. So, and now he's uh, bestowing all this knowledge upon me that I'm just like soaking up like a sponge give it to me right yeah yeah i'm ready (laughs) right on right on so that's good um in the name of your studio is it just you your brand or is it a name to your studio i call it the griffin's layer studio okay and you are based out of where i mean technically it's the address is piedmont Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm right on the line between piedmont and greenville okay so i say greenville okay because this sounds better. <laughs> well, I'm, you say Piedmont, and they're like, "Yeah, wow, you're way out there," but mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live in Piedmont quite a few years ago. Place is really coming up now, especially like mm-hmm. when you get off on a what is it, exit thirty nine or forty? It's one fifty three mm-hmm. right there. I think it's called one fifty three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's growing so yeah, much. I'm, I'm ten minutes from there. Okay, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I don't like about going that way is if I have to go to Easley, you have to go all the way through Piedmont, mm-hmm. unless you go like some sort of back way, which I don't know. But right. yeah, that's the reason yeah. um, I had to go to Easley like a week ago, and I was like, wow, Piedmont's growing big right. time. I mean, it's like a little mini Greenville on 153 <laughs> now, you know? And I'm like, whoa, you know, they're definitely growing big time. And 
I wonder why Anderson, which where we're at right now, can't do the same. But mm. anyways, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any big plans? I know COVID has affected a lot of us. Um, possibly, like you said earlier, it's, it's affected the, the mu- music things that you've been doing. The touring of it, at least. Yeah, the touring yeah, of it. Uh, with my wife and Antler Hill, we were touring Comic-Cons for uh, five years. That's cool. I want to go to one. Never been? No, never it's, been. It's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm happy to take a break from it. Okay. You know, it's it was fun, but it's like, I'm, I just like being in the studio. Right. Much better. Gotcha. You know, because I don't have to go anywhere. Right. <laughs> I've got a studio in my house. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, and that's cool to take a break from something that way you can kind of cleanse your mind or try to a little bit and then, you know, maybe get back at it. And is that the plan once everything goes back to normal, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. You know, right now I'm just taking it one day at a time, um, trying to find more and more films and, and projects to work on and just, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Gotcha. Um, thankfully, and I know a lot of people are, are, are hurt by the shutdown and everything. But for me, it's like all the directors that I was waiting on suddenly had all this time to finish their films. Mm-hmm. So everything shut down and I got flooded with stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Which, which I'm, I'm happy to be busy. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate to be able to keep working in such a strange time. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, as that's good, especially if you're doing something that you enjoy doing. Right. Um, and then you get to work from home and that's a good thing. You get paid for it. So that's even right. better, right? <laughs> and even if I don't like have anybody breathing down my neck about something, I'm still just always in there and just playing with things and, and mm-hmm. trying to learn. Right. Right. Yeah, that's really yeah. important. I think uh, with anything you do, you know, whether it be music, photography, videography, you know, I, I stress, I can't stress enough that practicing you know and progress before perfection just right. learn everything as much as you can like the back of your hand right just keep your head down and work hard right because it'll definitely show out through your work exactly you know so let your work speak for yourself and that's something i touched on at the right the meeting you know it's not about talking about what you're doing it's mm-hmm. it's doing it right right at least taking the steps to do it right you know because i see a lot of folks um have a hard time overcoming just the fear of starting, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe fear of failure. Right. Right. And then maybe mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, they become a little stagnant and their motivation goes down. And like you said at the event, like don't just talk about it, do it and progressively try to get better at what you're doing. Right. And, and if you're doing it and it's again, it's like everybody measures success in a different way. Mm-hmm. For me, if each project you do is a little bit better than the last, then then you're successful. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's that should be something that everyone strives for, you know, just doing a little bit better. Right. Um, and like myself, I'm my harshest critic. You know, mm-hmm. I'll have people look at we something. We all are. Yeah, I'll have yeah. people look at something and they'll be like, that looks great. And I'm like, but it could be better. You know, and it can always be better. Right. That's just it. Right. And I think that's when you kind of fall in love and get passionate about what you're doing, especially if you want to get better and you want to see a better result or a different result, because it's not, a, I don't think it's a, so much as about as 
being like someone else or excelling to a certain person's level because everyone I think needs to find their style. Exactly. Because just like you said, like something that I may like or you may like, someone else may not like. So again, right. it's subject. But I think once you find your style in your creativity, then you become so much more passionate about it. Right. And be yourself. Right. You know, because you're the only you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everybody strives to be somebody else or, mm-hmm. or these influencers or, or right. following this path. And, and you can take notes from people. Mm-hmm. But what I always tell people is, is create your own path. Right. I mean, yeah, is it a little bit harder? Probably. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you look back at what you just plowed out, mm-hmm. you're like, I did that. Right. It'll define you. Right. And then people won't think about this person or that person because you, you know, made yourself an identity for yourself. Right. You know, and yeah. I, that's the thing. Like, I strive for quality, but not equality, if that makes sense, when it comes to someone else's work. Mm. I don't want to be equal of what they are. I want to, like, define my style and my scope of work. Exactly. You know, I think that's very important. I think a lot of people get caught up in trying to be like someone else. Right. So. And years ago when I was playing around uh, live events and stuff, mm-hmm. this was before the Comic-Cons and whatnot, just any open mics or whatever I could find. It was like I, I would have this conversation with a lot of, of the other musicians and it's like, oh man, I just like they would ask if I knew these covers to play along with them. And some of them I did, but the majority of the time I'm just like, I don't do covers. Like Mm -hmm. it's not my thing. And they're like, but that gets you out in front of people. And I'm like, well, I, I can't Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm no good at, playing other people's songs. I'm terrible. <laughs> I butcher everything. <laughs> right. But in the long run, that's helped me mm-hmm. because everything I've released is original music, you know, cause I own it. Right. And that has helped the film scoring because like you don't do covers of film scores mm-hmm. really out at open mics or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> so it's like up until, Starting the film scoring, I I had this catalog of work that was all original, mm-hmm. and it was like I can I can show the creativity that I can bring to your film, right? And a lot of the songs I was writing had had these orchestral elements in it, mm. so, so it was all just kind of film scoring was always the goal. Mm-hmm. So it was just slowly stepping up to it. And everybody was like, man, you got to do covers. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. Don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that puts yourself in a, a, such a, a good position because if they're going to use your music, you know, on a film, well, one, that's got to make you feel great. And then two, they're paying you instead of paying to license it with someone else, right? Right. Is that a correct assumption? Right. Okay. But the, what I thrive on is is writing for film. That is okay. That's my happiest. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. you've got this film in front of you, and it's like, okay, bring this up a notch. Mm-hmm. And you've got the spotting notes, and what that is is 
a spotting session with the director is they'll come over and we'll watch the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes very slowly, just piece by piece, and then he'll jot down, okay, this is what I want to bring out here. I want to bring out this character's thought when he does this or that, or if there's temp music in the film, that'll help give me a, a an idea of sonically where they're trying to go with the film. And mm-hmm. temp music is, is temporary music. Okay. okay. So they'll throw in something from John Williams or, or uh, Danny Elfman or, or whoever and, just as a, a placeholder to be like, here's to try to explain to me what they want instead of trying to explain it in words mm-hmm. or musical terms. But I don't, for me, I like it explained in, in emotional terms. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, you don't have to know any music terminology or whatever. It's just, it's emotion. Mm-hmm. So as long as, me and the director or producer, whoever is the, the captain of the ship on the movie, mm-hmm. all arrive on the same page, then that's all that matters. Right. You know? Right. My job is to make them happy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course. And that's, that's also, too, got to be a good feeling because you can, you can kind of listen to them and see where their vision is, and then if you can create that for them, that's got to be a good feeling, too. Exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, speaking of writing and music, what's your favorite instrument? Mm. That's tough. I started on piano, mm-hmm. uh, and then I taught myself guitar, so it's kind of... Well, pick two, mm. I guess. You can pick two. <laughs> the Pian- ones that yeah. you would like to mo- like that you like working with the most, put it that way. Maybe not necessarily your right. favorite. Piano and guitar. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. It's just it's the most versatile, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as with a piano, then comes synthesizers, and then that's where you can layer all the orchestrations and stuff. Gotcha. And guitar, it's it's hard to fake a guitar mm-hmm. with a virtual instrument. Right, right. They're getting better, <laughs> and it's it's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. but there's just something about a, a real guitar or a real acoustic that you can't really fake. Right. You know? and, and same and with a bass. Right. Like if you want that doom, 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 yeah. certain type of bass, you know, the it's just, there's only a certain number of things you you can do on a keyboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a distinctiveness to a, a real instrument right. versus something digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I can imagine that it's much better having the physical. Right. If you can. Mm-hmm. If you can. Right, right. Because, I mean, a lot of times, like we were talking earlier, if you're a solo artist, maybe you just do vocals. Maybe right. You, maybe you don't have instruments. So. Right, or you just you write songs on a guitar with just some simple chords and mm-hmm. and that's something I I thrive on too is like you've laid the groundwork mm-hmm. and now it's like what style do you want to go in you know mm-hmm. okay then we can switch out the real bass for a, a, a keyboard bass or something if you want that sub bass sort of sound at a drum machine right you right. know we can go anywhere you want mm-hmm. and that's what I I love about music there's no rules mm-hmm. and if if 
if they tell you that there's rules, it's like, no, no, there's not. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do anything. <laughs> it, especially in film music. Mm-hmm. Like you can really do anything in film music. Mm-hmm. Uh, pop music and rock, it's it's a, a little more uh, tied up, but you can still do whatever you want. Right, right. That's and that's beauty about music. It's 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 somewhat endless. Exactly. You know, um, the possibilities, the sound. You know, and and even with so many years of music, right? I still hear people developing different sounds, mm. and that and that's really still surprising. You know, I guess right? it's, it's much like fashion. It's never over. Yeah, you it's know what like, I mean. Hadn't it all been done? And then it's like somebody comes out with something new and it's like, right. guess not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I mean, and, and uh, there's a lot that sound the same, but it's nice to hear that refreshing tune from time to time and that different sound. Right. Yeah. Especially uh, for me with film, more so than just general music. Um, kind of like you, I, I love like scores and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a nerd. I love, you guys already know this. I love <laughs> Superman. But the score that was um, done for Man of Steel mm. is my favorite. Yeah, just favorite. It's just it's my. It's my, and I'm partial because it's my favorite movie too. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now that uh, Zack Snyder is doing his cut of Justice League, um, Hans Zimmer and uh, what is it, uh, Junkie XL, mm, right. are doing a new score for that. So I'm really like excited to hear that. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping that that's pretty cool too. Yeah. But yeah. Um, speaking of movies, is there a particular score on a movie that you really like that really resonates with you? That's Mm, your favorite? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's birth of the penguin. Okay. Uh, the beginning of Batman returns. Ah, okay. When they're, he's, they're, uh, walking his, his bassinet, you know, over the bridge. Right, right. You know, and that whole just sweeping with the choir and everything. Mm -hmm. It was just, Mm -hmm. that's always stuck with me from being, really young. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, I remember that. I actually just watched that a couple weeks ago. Those were the good Batmans back in that day <laughs> with Keaton. Yeah. Clooney, heck no. Yeah. Um, and Val Kilmer, heck no. But the ones with Keaton were great. The, Agreed. Yeah, the, the music was great. The score was great. The, the look of the film was great. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so 2021, we've decided that you're going to, well, not we, you've decided that, <laughs> Have <I laughs> that you're going to stick to, uh, you know, the, the, the music and the production for films. Um, any, that, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully. Right. Um, anything that is, uh, in the works that maybe we can expect from you or see from you or hear actually. All right. Um, I'm working on a film called rescued done by, uh, Daljeet and Kelsey. Okay. Uh, starring Merritt Van. It's a, it's a uh, drama about a, a guy and his dog. Okay. Uh, and it gets pretty uh, emotional at times. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't really know what all I can say about it. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but, I got to keep things under wraps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure when the projected date for that one is, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, is there any advice for, let's talk about, you know, obviously music and films, besides just maybe the hardware or the software aspect of it. Obviously, much like photography and videography, you have to have a vision. Um, and for music, obviously, you have to have your ears and, mm-hmm. and, and a 
still a mental vision for it, I would imagine, because uh, you have to use your brain. Right. But what advice could you give someone, say, for instance, if they say, I want to start doing sound for movies? Like, mm. not necessarily where to start with hardware or software, but just maybe the mental part of it. Like, mm. how to process that type of thing, you think? Do you mean, like, the post-production or the scoring aspect of it? Uh, well, both, I guess. Let's start with post-production. Okay. Um, well... Just kind of training your ear. Just listen to movies on on your studio monitors if you can, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the room you're going to be working in. So it's like, what what are the pros doing? Right. You know, and it's like the more the longer I've done this, I I can hear when the ADR kicks in, and that's additional dialogue replacement or, or however you want to acronym it that's mm-hmm. when sound on set isn't captured well enough to be used in the final product so they'll have the actor come into the studio and sort of re-deliver their lines ah, to picture okay and that way you've got a clean take and you mix that in and if you've done your job right you can't tell it gotcha gotcha so just which about 80 75, 80, if not more percent of audio and film is added after the fact. Oh, okay. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Unless you're Christopher Nolan, then like in, in <laughs> Interstellar, mm-hmm. there were six looped lines mm. in that whole film. Everything else was captured on set. Oh, wow. Yeah, he he's a big advocate of, of no ADR if you can if you can help it. Get it right the first time. Right. I, I just couldn't see how that could be possible. But right. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, because things just happen. But again, a lot of people complained about the audio in that film. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a good film. I thought the audio was good. But again, subjective. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole yep. word and for the for this episode. Everything is subjective. <laughs> right. So if somebody is like, I mean, I don't really like what you did. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's okay. Because there's probably a ton of people who did, and there's others <laughs> right. like you too. But if right. the offset, you know, it's good enough. But really, I think, and and that's okay to have people to have opinions. We all have them, you right. know. But at the end of the day, it's about how you feel about your work. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Are you happy with what you've done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And is speaking, we talked about the uh, the post production part. Um, the scoring part, I would imagine you have to have some sort of musical background. Aside, me personally, aside from the keyboard lessons when I was a teenager, I'm all self-taught. Okay. Yeah. Just, I just love music and, and scores. Growing up, I had the little talk boy from uh, Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would record the the music sections off the movies and then just play it back just on a loop. Oh, wow. Or when I was playing Batman, you know, whenever I had the theme going. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you had to have the music. Right. Like, I, I always had to have music. Right. Yeah. Because that sets the scene. Mm-hmm. It's your reference. Exactly. Your master reference for everything. Right. That you're, what, that you're wanting to do. And like you said, if you, if you drill that in your head and just keep listening and listening, like, you'll know kind of like a pattern. Right. I would imagine. Yeah, so you want to get scary here, so add add a bunch of uh, dissonance or, or whatever the director wants, but mm-hmm. you 
you've sort of created this toolbox for yourself when somebody says, I want this or this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want something very emotional, uh, you can use like suspended major chords. And I don't know if I'm getting too technical, but that same um, musical idea is what they use in churches. Mm, okay. Because they want you to feel something. Right. They want to expound on what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's what the music is doing. Mm-hmm. In that sense, the music is score. Mm-hmm. Because it's... While, while it's, they're telling a story. Right. Gotcha. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do music scores now. I got it. It's, it's, all, it's too easy. It's I'm, too easy, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. It's really good insight. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Preference and equipment. We talked a little bit about software. Obviously, you use Logic. Do you have certain equipment that you like better than others? Uh, yeah. Mi- maybe it, microphones, headphones. I see you're, you brought a Samson today. Yeah. These, uh, I really enjoy these. And I'll tell you why in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm, I really love Adam Audio. Okay. And their speakers. Are you I'm familiar. familiar with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I highly, highly recommend them. Okay. Even their uh, entry series, the the T-series. Okay. It's fantastic. Okay. You, well, for studio speakers. Right. Monitors, monitors. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're called. Not yeah. speakers, monitors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studio monitors. And that's that's what I use right now. Okay. Um, I've got the T7Vs with the T10S sub. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it's it's just it's there's so much detail that you can hear mm-hmm. in them, and it's 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 like I I could upgrade, but these sound amazing, great right now for you. Yeah, right for what I'm doing in the right. in the space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. They sound great. Well, heck, man, I was yeah. just going to get a pair of Mackies and call it a day, but now <laughs> I got to look at those. <laughs> no, Adam Audio, Adam, Adam Audio, Audio, man. Okay, I'm telling you. And uh, the five uh, one system that's on loan from T at Shady Palms Productions in <laughs> Charlotte. Um, it's a the Focals. Okay, yeah, I've heard of those too. Yeah, and right now I'm using the two Focals and the Adams uh, switching back and forth for referencing mm-hmm. um, on. Music and score stuff. Gotcha. Just to hear how it sounds in other speakers, which is another um, thing that's good to do. Because it sounds good on these speakers, but, you know, your buddy plays them at his house, and it's like... Right. Same way with, like, monitors, and a picture may look right. different on here. It looks it different, because yeah. their settings are different. Right. Exactly right. the same thing. So you've got to find that kind of a middle ground where it sounds good on everything you have. Right, right. That and makes sense. And in that uh, vein is is taking care of your room, mm-hmm. um, room correction. Um, I uh, I'm a fan of the Sonar Works. Okay, I don't know if you're f- familiar I with that, but that's is that like something to look into. It's it's software. Oh, software. Okay. So it's a, a program, and if you have a mic, you can use the one you've got. But it's a, a specific measurement microphone and you it plays tones through your speakers and you measure it mm-hmm. and then it gives you a graph of how your room sounds at the sweet spot ah. and then it corrects it to be flat gotcha nice 
So, and that helps too with just getting a flat response in your listening position. Okay. And uh, why I like these, it does headphones as well. Okay. So you can pick from a drop down menu, and these are on that menu. Okay. So it knows the response of these specific headphones and knows how to flatten them already. Oh, wow. So you can flatten the room, flatten your headphones, and then have another pair of speakers to reference on. So you've got like three three different um, types, and then you can run it through some like little uh, USB desktop speakers or something. Mm-hmm. Because that's the majority of what people have at, at their computers, you know, if they're right. watching on there or, or their sound bar or whatever. You can right. run your sound through that and see how it sounds. Right. You know, exactly. just try it on as, as many things as, as you can. Mm-hmm. Because everything's going to sound different. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to hear things different. Right. So it's it's trying to make everyone happy. Right. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Right. <laughs> you can't always get... Everyone happy at the same time, but I mean, if the majority wins, then that's great too. And right. what was the name of that software again? Sonarworks. Sonarworks. Okay, I'm gonna check that out for sure. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Okay, Sonarworks and Adam Adam Audio. Yeah, yeah, and and my uh, main keyboard is a Korg Cross, mm-hmm. the the first one, the '88 weighted one, and it's. That thing has been with me for years. Like it's, I was looking into other things, and I got another um, keyboard controller that had a bunch of like faders on it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was just not up to the quality mm. of this thing. Gotcha. I'm just like, so, so you I've, like you like that one then? I sent it back, and I'm just I'm Rocking like, you know what? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right? Don't fix it. Yeah. So that's a Korg Cross. Korg Cross. Okay. Gotcha. K R O S S. Gotcha. 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 Cool. Well, now you guys know what he uses for audio. Yeah, my setup's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of what I do is in the box, and, mm-hmm. and I use a lot of Waves plugins. But I'm sure it's, it's quite capable, though, oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I, I run a, a Mac Mini, mm-hmm. maxed out, you know, the highest tier right. they had, and it's it hasn't bogged down yet. I mean, it's just it's running strong. Right, yeah, I love Apple products. Um, love my MacBook. It's a... 16 inch. I think it's a 2019. Yes, a 2019. The late 2019 version. Okay. But speaking of Mac, have you seen those new M1s? I haven't. They look so good. Yeah. They I mean, well, they they look the same. The performance looks really good. Okay. It's Apple's new silicon chip. I've heard about that. Yeah. And the it's yeah. it's cutting through stuff like butter. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm even the Mac mini, that's what reminded me to to think about that. You can get the base model one, which is six ninety nine, and it's cutting through ten bit video footage like nothing. Wow! And I have a hard time with this one having supposedly a better processor, um, spec wise. Mm-hmm. It's higher spec than the new M one chips, but again, when you have your own technology on your own software, then obviously it probably is going to run a bit faster. So th- th- right. those intrigue me. The new yeah. Mac Mini M ones. I I probably wait a year. There's nothing wrong with this, right? Yeah, you want to see how the compatibility goes with everything right. before you jump ship onto something right, like that. Right, because there's definitely certainly a lot of programs that are not compatible with yeah. it. And I've seen a lot of release notes saying, if you want to use our products, don't uh, 
don't make the switch yet. Right. Because we're still working on it. Right. So it's like, yeah, yeah okay, I'm I'm not in a hurry. Right, <laughs> you know? right, exactly. And then probably in a by next September they'll have the M two chips out. Right. Which are gonna be super faster for probably around the same money. So yeah. yeah. Like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Because every update that you download is is bigger. Mm-hmm. It takes up more room. Right. So that's why your computer is getting slower and slower. Right, right. And that's why I just I'm if anything, I'll invest into hard drives. You know, mm, you just go. to save up space or some sort of network attack storage, which I really want to do, but that's expensive. Yeah, all my uh, samples and and film work is on an external. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I don't keep a lot on the the mini's hard drive at all. Mm-hmm. So I've got my external for work, and then I've got like a, a storage external for pictures and everything else. Right, right. Um, all the older files that I don't want to throw away yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I might need them again. Yeah, <laughs> kind of keep them in a vault yeah. just in case. Right. I, and I feel so bad sometimes because I have two of these drives here, these, let's see, four terabyte drives. That's what I've got too. Yeah, and it's like you go and you sift through them, right, because you're running out of space, and you're like, do I really need this? Well, I need it later. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as you delete it, someone's going to be like, Hey man, you got that file? Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's like, it takes way too long to try to put all this stuff in the cloud and it's with our internet connections and stuff. Mm. Like we got fast downloads these days, but not fast uploads. Mm. And I really wish yeah. um, I can move somewhere to where they have Google fiber. My buddy at uh, T at Shady Palms mm-hmm. just got fiber. Wow. And he's like, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, it's like a gigabit <laughs> up and down. Right. It's stupid. I know. And like right now we're getting 10 megabits like down. And I'm like, this is awful. Right. Even the upload's not that great. I mean, it's like 200 megs. You can get 400 meg package, but still not that great. And it also depends on what's on the other end receiving true. your data as well. But yeah. Very true. Yep. Um, so yeah, this was good. We yeah, talked man. about hardware software music both of your own and then obviously what you do as far as production um so is there anything that you can think of that you want to leave to someone that's um either just starting or maybe they're into this and they've had some sort of creative or physical rut um i think that's what you talked about and touched about on the film you know Mm -hmm. event that we had but also we've done that here today as well well for me it was like i when I was growing up, I wanted to be an artist. You know, I wanted to be the one on stage, but mm-hmm. it's, I had a stutter, which is why I probably sound a little strange talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's been kind of a, a, a good and bad. Yeah, it's frustrating for me because I stutter and it's mm-hmm. like, I wish I didn't. Mm-hmm. But that's, I started using a scarecrow as a symbol for Antler Hill uh, and that band because in certain mythologies a scarecrow is a being that cannot walk or talk but because he's planted in the earth he knows everything that goes on in the world so he's very smart okay so I I use that as a symbol to say that if you stutter or even if you're silent it doesn't mean you're stupid or there's anything wrong with you sort of the way Hollywood has made us out to be Mm -hmm. over the years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and getting into post-production and, and music scoring, I don't have to talk. Right, right. You know, like I, I can make you feel something with my music without having any vocals in it or any words. It's it's just the music. And that's powerful. Right, and that's, that's what I love about film music. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so I had posted about it on, on my Facebook uh, that I had this surgery done, and I guess I can talk about it now. Sure. Um, since it's happened, um, I'm having to relearn how to talk again. Oh, man. Didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah. Dude, you can't offend me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, no, no. no I've got pretty thick skin. Gotcha. Um, the, you know, under your tongue, there's that piece of skin that kind of connects it to the bottom of your mouth. Right. Well, mine was bigger than it should have been. Okay. And it's called being tongue-tied. Ah. So I couldn't move my tongue. You know, it's like if I was if I was eating a hard candy or something, it would always get stuck under my tongue. Oh wow! Because I can't like sweep the bottom of of my mouth with my tongue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's 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 literally connected stuck, down, huh? right? Yeah. So I had that lasered off, and um, it was intense. <laughs> right. I imagine for, for about two weeks, I. Uh, I wasn't sure if I had made a mistake because just I couldn't speak. Mm. Like I had this horrible lisp mm-hmm. because of it. And, it. and it was like, is this how I'm speaking now? Mm-hmm. Um, thought it was supposed to help, right? <laughs> right. Because I asked them, is there any any negative to having this done? They're like, nope. Mm. The the tech who was... Who was uh, Explaining it all to me, she was like her husband and stepson did it, and everything's better. Hmm. So I'm I'm still learning. Okay, like I I had to relearn how to talk, hmm. had to relearn how to swallow again because it was just the anatomy of my mouth had shifted, mm-hmm. and a big part was taken out. Right. Yeah. So it's it's it took me two weeks to relearn how to like lick my lips hmm. because the muscles that I've been using all my life didn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I couldn't imagine. So my, my hope was th- that it would get rid of the stutter, but it, it hasn't, but it's still pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's turned into more of a tick than a stutter. When I was younger, I grew up not being able to say my own name. Hmm. And with that, just compounded the shyness. And it was just a snowball of just, you know, I don't want to talk. I don't want to try to talk. Yeah. I'm no good at it. Hmm. And well, here I am talking on your podcast. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there it is, right? <laughs> right. But I want to be an example to others who who feel like me, especially young people who I can't imagine growing up with everything now and all the technology mm. and just right just all the all the ugliness that mm-hmm. you know used to be written on a bathroom wall is now all verbal all online yeah all over the world yeah it's just like i kind of like i feel sorry for the kids now cuz it's like there's there's no way to get away from anything right to kind of just hide away and and regroup mhm mhm yeah I agree, yeah. and it's 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 tough, and I, I appreciate you sharing your story. That's that's really good. Yeah, man, and it's it's really motivating because you you accepted it, what it was. You it took a long time. 
Yeah. Took a long time. Yeah. But I mean, you, yeah. you took steps to hopefully, you know, rectify what was going on. Right. And now that you've accepted it, you're, you're working at it. And, and that's good. Playing the Comic-Con. Thank you. And playing the Comic-Cons and playing live in front of people and playing it spring flings and stuff in front of whole towns is something I'd always wanted to do, but it's like, realistically, there's no way I could mm-hmm. be able to do that. And I did it for five years, mm. just touring around and playing. And it's like, the I had horrible stage fright. And it was just doing it. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Right. Not think about doing it, not plan on doing it. Just do it. Just do it. Just find your zone yeah. and do it, right? Well, just like get out there and and make mistakes mm-hmm. because you will. Yeah. But that's okay. Yep. I mean, so many times I I tripped on stage and it's like I would, or I would mess something up and I'd, I would point it out mm-hmm. to the whole crowd like, hey, it's live. Right. And that's okay. Yep. You know, just the, the real stuff yep. is the best stuff. Right, just try to make it fun and and real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I would dress up as a scarecrow <laughs> and just like run around because everything. <laughs> after I tripped over the guitar cord a few times, uh, I when I, everything was wireless now, mm-hmm. so the mic and guitar is wireless. So I'll run out in the crowd or whatever, and it's like, okay, I'm not the one being uncomfortable, but I might make you uncomfortable now. <laughs> you know? Right, right, gotcha. <laughs> you know. But not in a mean way, just to liven things up, you know? It's like you'd go to a show and there would be a, a guy on a stool with a guitar and a mic the whole show. And it's mm-hmm. like, no. Like, it's got to be a show, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Bring people up on stage. You know, if they, even if they don't know the words, it's like, mm-hmm. but they have a good time. Yeah, just create the atmosphere. Right, and they'll remember that and be like, man, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And that's all I really want to do is just, let people have a good time. Gotcha. It's like there's so much negativity in the world and it's, oh, yeah. you would go to these comic cons or, or to one of our shows or whatever as a, to kind of decompress, you know, like you're, it's been a long day. Let's go to the comic con this weekend or go to this show. And it's like, let's just have fun, you know, mm-hmm. cut loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those things are no longer being able to be done, which Right. Sucks. Yeah. Um, it, it takes a lot away from people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I hope, you know, I always used to say, like, it wasn't normal before, but now I want that sense of normalcy back. Mm. You know, it makes you appreciate things. I got you. Yeah. yeah it really sure. does. You know, you don't notice it until it's not there. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the whole wearing the mask thing and not having concerts, and it seems like, Christmas parades and Thanksgiving parades are canceled. Just social oh, things. Yeah. And pe- I didn't think about the You know, it's like the one thing. thing that I've waited on to be happy about all year. Right. <laughs> For me is holidays. I love Christmas time and I love the atmosphere that it brings. And I hope that we can, again, have some sort of normalcy to it. But right. it's hard right now, like you said. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, we will, indeed. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, uh... On that note, I don't want to keep you uh, much longer, so I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, This, obviously, guys, will be on my YouTube channel and then also on all the available audio platforms. And um, if you want to maybe drop some of your social links, you can. Yeah, um, you can learn more about me at nlgcomposer.com or Facebook, uh, 
NLG Composer um, Instagram, NLG dot Composer. Okay, that's the yeah. brand, yeah. Neil Lee Griffin Composer. That's right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on to do this. Hey, man, the pleasure is mine. Yep. Uh, likewise, and it was really fun and informative, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas, and until the next one, take care.